With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley. I am joined by Bad Bell and Robert Russert. Just the three of us tonight. Just a trio. Yeah, it's kind of cool. No, no extra guests. <laughs> <laughs> so, 26-year-old, freshly turned 26-year-old, Gadi Kinda has joined by way of Israel, although he's an Ethiopian native. What do we just say the name of that city was? <laughs> Addis Ababa? Addis Ababa. Not to be confused with The Lion King, which I just... <laughs> the Lion <laughs> King? Let's Aladdin, try that again, Cody. Aladdin, which I just watched, <laughs> so Ababa's in the head. Okay, so before we start this, just get out the kinda puns right now. You're I, trying to say well, we, we gotta all... do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this God, really, like is really the, the, the moment you have to do? <laughs> Jeez. I'm kind of excited. I am. I'm excited. Although, I was annoyed. I was already done with the puns, like, before the signing happened. You're kind of over it? <laughs> I'm kind of over it. Oh, my goodness. Let's hope he plays I so liked... well people are like, God damn, instead of Gadi. Yeah. yeah, my only thing, it's not a pun, but I want his nickname to be Very. <laughs> Gadi <Gotti> Very Kinda. <laughs> like, when he does something good, he's Very instead of Kinda. Mm. I like that. I like that. I did like uh, in the comment section on the announce on the official post. There was a good train of puns from Thad and others, but that's it. I mean, they've all been said. I don't even have a new pun to introduce into this. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they've all been used. There's only like three puns to use, and <laughs> you can use them in slight variations, but it's right. still just three. <laughs> okay. Gotti Kinda has arrived. Joined the team in Arizona. He's officially playing with the team. Did you guys see the intro video of when he got there? Yeah, it seemed a little awkward. Well, it wasn't. I didn't think it was bit. awkward. I actually thought it was cool that they showed that. Well, yeah, but like, was that the moment that Vermice met him? Was that I when they so. were? That's, that's the thing that stood out to me too. I was like, whoa, like, okay. They're actually showing this. This is an intimate moment, right there. <laughs> we get to see how Peter makes his introduction when he meets a player and how he welcomes them. I thought that was really cool. Hi, I'm Peter. <laughs> that was pretty intimate. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was well, not being all the he first said. time. I mean, <laughs> that's come on. not all he said. You never he, forget your first. He looked at him sincerely, looked him in the eyes, said "Welcome," and assured him it was going to be easy and okay. that he didn't need to be nervous. Maybe I it was it. the Wagner that was awkward, not Peter. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Or Zorn. Hmm. Zorn was pretty natural, I thought. But I'm still trying to figure out why the website, Sporting's website, says 25 instead of 26. 
Cody can do math, apparently. Sporting well, Kansas City cannot. Maybe when they were preparing all of this, it was before January 5th or whatever his birthday is. <laughs> he actually doesn't turn 26 until oh. March. <laughs> what did I see? Where did I see 26? I don't know. I just looked at that somewhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> Apparently I made that up. Oh, yeah, right here. It's on the... If you just search his name on Google without clicking on Wikipedia, it says born January 1st, 1994. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I get for trusting Wikipedia. Got trouble with his birth certificate. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is the seemingly like kind of odd situation, whether he is a loan or whether he's an outright transfer. Tell us, tell us what the deal is there, Thad. My guess is that he's alone with an agreement to buy him at the end of the year because there is a certain amount of funds slash DP slots slash whatever, um, or that he's right at the level that he would be uh, forced to be a DP right now. Yeah. But expecting the new CBA to raise the A, the cap, and B, the level of a before becoming a DP – and possibly eliminating some TAM money. Right. My expectation is it's just a slight financial maneuvering in order to bring him in now without having to try to make him a DP or spend even more TAM money to buy him down. Well, that is a very good description, and it echoes what what the coach of his old team said on Twitter and then deleted. But you just put it in like what it actually is, <laughs> like that he he tweeted what he understood it to be. But that was just more. You just gave like more detail. He said in this tweet, uh, "Kansas cannot pay all the money in one stroke because they have a restriction on purchases in one season." That's just like a very simplified way of saying everything you said. <laughs> yeah, and and not completely accurate. I right. Mean, yeah. But but not wrong either. There's just it's just a, a matter of. Shifting some money around, accounting purposes, what year it goes on, what books, when you spend some money technically. And and the biggest criticism of MLS is all the different mechanisms of how the roster is built. The, yeah. The TAMs and GAMs and DPs and non-DPs and senior rosters and reserve rosters and it's all that stuff. So that's always a criticism. Well, I think... That's you know that's one of the things they're hoping to clear up in the CBA when they when they come up with a new one, but it also means that whoever reads the rules best can manipulate it the best, and we know that Peter is mm-hmm. not a dumb guy, so uh, it, just an example. I don't know if, I don't remember the exact numbers, but when Johnny Russell came, he was at one dollar figure from what everybody saw in the yep. the release, yep. and then later in the year when the MLS, MLSPA set out the second one everybody's like oh johnny did so great he got a pay raise no there was no new contract there was no pay raise there was no incentives or bonuses or anything else somebody in the front office went you know what if we move the money from this part of the contract to this part of the contract it'll benefit us next year right boom that's all the difference was it's kind of like being back in high school when you know those kids figure out how to bend the rules and you're like oh you can do that oh all right (laughs) yeah I'm looking to bend rules every single day of my life, much <laughs> yeah. less back in high school. Well, I was just using that as a reference. That's just like the millennial mindset, I think. <laughs> but what we really need to investigate is how many accountants MLS has hired and then have quit because of all the complexity and that they have to deal with. That's that's really the 
It's probably an over point. under on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Vermees gets the Trader Pete nickname, but there's that's definitely a whole team that he's working with that are that he's got around him that are clever enough for all this. And just to throw some compliment towards Peter and his use of the rules and understanding of the rules. You remember um, he hired somebody a couple of years ago, and I think you interviewed this person, Robert, who used to work in the league office. I was just thinking dealing about with that. contracts. Mm-hmm. So Peter hiring her may have helped know and be able to manipulate those deals even better than what he was able to do before. So you're saying that, saying that Peter was thinking ahead with this hire. Yeah. Yeah. And she's obviously qualified at what everything she does because I know she's done some good stuff, but that may have been part of the reason he brought her in was to help with doing that. For sure. So there was what the, well, there was what his old coach said and then there's what his current agent tweeted, which just from the agent's perspective without all the <laughs> shifting money around and all that, he just tweets signed a four year deal with sporting KC. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all that the agent cared about. That's all it means for him, so that works out. So kudos to Peter, Brian, and to uh, Megan. So well done, guys. Yeah. Now, I do think that if things didn't work out, sporting would have a way of backing out of it. It's not necessarily a four-year deal guaranteed. Right. Um, obviously, I don't know this, but I am just would speculate that, yes, if it was going badly, they'd be able to say, yep, yeah, nope, return to sender. So it is technically a loan with a agreement to buy. Right. It is technically a loan, so that should be the case. So he's not going to be a DP. We need to talk about that. It was reported some pretty crazy figures originally, but it looks like he is not going to be a DP. Vermees specified, or maybe that was the just the team specified, that he's going to be a TAM player. Correct. Which is part of why I think they have the delay on everything. Um, if they just brought him in and straight contract for that dollar figure that was quoted, and yes, it does appear to be dollars and not shekels or euros, um, but the $3.7 million, and I, I, I don't have all the math numbers in front of me, but if you take the $3.7 million purchase, which if, and quite honestly, my understanding is it's not just even a purchase, it's a, uh, it's a out clause. Like they had an out clause that they could buy him at $3.7 million from the team in Israel. So that was in his contract. Again, I could be wrong on that, but that was my understanding. But anyway, you take that 3.7 million and then you add his contract in for a half a million, 600,000, 700,000, whatever it is. And over a four year time, that would put him right at the borderline of a DP. And again, I don't want to do the math right now. I don't have the numbers in front of me. So somebody else has done it. It's out there. Chad's got it online. I'm not sure if, that's the same numbers that I'm oh. thinking, but um, anyway, if you do that, fine. It's like right at that borderline level, but with all the assumptions that all the numbers go up next year, but not knowing that, which is one of the hindrances of not having a CBA right now, it's like a play it safe and do it this way. So mm-hmm. I think he is still being purchased for $3.7 million, blah, 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 all that stuff. But if, if you did it this year, he would be a DP. If you did it next year, it would be a non-DP. So that's probably why the delay. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about how he fits in the lineup. Will it mean Roger will play less? I'm going to have these guys pick their midfield for me. 
And then there's also a SKC2 edition to talk about. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, we can gather all the friends all around the tomb. That's not about a thing to do. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, when the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright. Alright. Where does Kinda fit in to the 2020 Sporting Kansas City lineup? Vermise, yeah, that's where he is. <laughs> Vermise calls him a quote box-to-box midfielder or and a number eight. He says he's a number eight in the central midfield who will play who plays both ways. He's got a really good engine. Defensive responsibilities are very well ingrained in him. Got some good attacking tendencies. I expect him to fit in well to the way that we play. So, where will he play? It seems like he's going to be able to use him in maybe a couple spots because we basically, that box-to-box midfielder, a number eight, Sporting seems to play with a couple eights. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. He's not going to play a six for sure. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's going to be like an eight, obviously, but he's a little more seemingly to me um, a free spirit, let's say, of a player than, than Roger, than Felipe. If you look at his highlights. Yeah. Uh, highlights, though. Look, yeah. That's yeah, no. true. That's true. But maybe not the uh, hard-nosed defensive work rate that we're just so used to Espinosa doing. I don't know. It, it depends on which video you watch of him. There's one that's like two-thirds offensive highlights, but there's one of them that's like 50-50 like offense and defense. Like shows him backtracking and stealing balls and stuff like that, and he did get like a yellow card every other game this last season. Okay, that's good. Um, I don't know if I saw that video. So it's, you know, that's maybe a little too many yellow cards, but he does at least have that, which I think is why Peter mentions he has that defensive habits ingrained in him, is he wants to go win the ball back. Oh yeah. So that's maybe it's going back a little bit more to uh, sportings. Like as soon as you lose the ball, everybody attacks kind of mode. Okay, so does he start game one? <laughs> well, as Peter said, he doesn't know how fast that adjustment is going to be. That, that's going to tell the story. But uh, so where will his first start be? Kansas City, Kansas. No. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> on the field. Actually, I bet his first start isn't there. It'll be on the road. Okay. Okay. My guess is he's <laughs> going to be spelling Roger at his first start. That'd be my guess for sure. Yeah, and that's you know a lot of people have been saying for a while. You know, we need to have a future beyond Roger, and then it seems like whoa, where they like all of a sudden got this guy that might <laughs> might start in front of him already. I don't know. I don't, it it's really hard right now because you have Felipe, you have Roger, you have Kenda, you have Busio, Ilya. Who, what mix, who goes where, what days. It's hard to think that you get a guy who could be DP level or borderline DP level just being on the bench. I mean, that's mm-hmm. people will freak out again if there's another DP that just sits on the bench, Johan. <laughs> right? But you got to get over that labels mean that much. Well, and Kenda's not a DP. Borderline. Borderline. Yeah. 
Johan was borderline DP also. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a little bit above because of the way the transfer numbers were. His a, actual salary was not. He was a, a DP while being the seventh highest paid player on the team. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of my point is that Kenda, if the rumors are true, he's going to be like eighth or ninth highest paid on the team. Yeah. That doesn't make you a starter in a spot where everybody's, you know, you're going to have more high paid players. Um, you know, your outside back Dia and Martins are probably not going to be higher paid guys than your than your main attackers. It's just the way it goes. So it's we have to get over like the names and the labels. It doesn't mean that much anymore. It's just methods of how you put the roster together, which is what you know. Hopefully, the CBA makes it less big of a deal about those names. And it's just like okay, we have a million dollar starter in the midfield. We have a eight hundred thousand dollar starter in the midfield. We have a six hundred thousand dollar backup in the midfield, and just go with that. Don't don't care if it's a DP or a TAM or yeah. So yeah. so the names and labels don't mean that much anymore. I, I got I got torn apart on Twitter last year for saying that in defense of of Krause. The what's who's the guy for MLS that Doyle Doyle. That's who I was in a Twitter spat with, and MLS fans from around the country just were attacking my idea that. The DP label doesn't necessarily mean what it has always meant. The more insightful people at MLSsoccer.com, like I want to say it was Sam Steschkel. How do you say that guy's name? Yeah, I've never really known how to say that guy's name. Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sounds good. Usually usually most people named Sam are Sam pretty S. good guys. Let's distinguish Sam S. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, he wrote an article about how those labels didn't mean anything earlier in the year last year, well before that ever happened. And he's right. Those are just roster mechanisms for getting players. And it's reflective of the growing depth in the league, the growing talent. Just how this league is. It's a good thing. On the up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 10, ten years ago, a $500,000 player was a huge deal, mm-hmm. right? Now, a $500,000 player is eh, depth. Yeah, good for, like, ninth on Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, maybe not a starter, just a guy who will get time. Right. And that's exactly what Peter talks about in your story Thad on the Blue Testament he says uh, we have options in all lines now that's the number one thing you know he says we've got to be able to adaptable to opponents we've got different coaches in the league or do different tactics and now we're able to do that more so and that is actually one of the points that I love that he mentioned and um, when they sent out the press release they they included a video of them talking to him well they included some quotes from Peter but they didn't include the cool part so I watched the video and I thought I pulled out the part that I thought was cooler than what they put out and he also talked about this a little bit in the last time he was in Kansas City, but because there's so many different teams and there's so many different coaches from different countries and different styles, I mean, you used to be able to count on basically half the teams in in MLS were going to bunker when you played them, and the other half are going to press. And that was pretty much it. Now you have possession teams, you have uh, one-on-one teams, you have all these different styles. Right. And different situations, and you if you can't adapt to them, which Peter has always been great at uh, putting a roster out there, putting a team out there that's going to try to dominate and play their style and try to impose their will and all that type of stuff. But now you're going to have to it, – it's not always working. Obviously, it didn't always work last year. So Peter is going to have to adapt a little bit more than what he has in the past with different – He's always adapted more than I think fans gave him credit for. I agree with that. With different tactics and different one-on-one pieces. But I think he's maybe going to have to adapt a little bit more of this time we're going to play this way and this time we're going to play this way. 
When you really think about it, I mean, obviously the U.S. being so broad, you've got to deal with all that. You've got to deal with different, you know, environments weather-wise. You've got to deal with turf. You've got to deal with now playing Mexico teams in a league, let alone the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got so much you have to adapt to if you're going to be strong in this league. Yeah, it's it's just, the again, the, the growth. And I think what over another decade or so will make MLS one of the better leagues in the world. Still not going to say we're going to beat APL or any of that stupid stuff, but it will make it one of the best leagues in the world for real instead of just MLS mouthing it. But even now you can talk about how uh, like all the Mexican players are coming to MLS. Uh, Chicharito saying that how MLS that's, is mm-hmm. better known in Europe than, than Liga MX is. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. I liked that quote. Um, you have Chicharito here. You have Polito here. You have Vela here. That one uh, newspaper in Mexico had the headline that, you know, you have the the most uh, experienced overseas Mexican player. You have the highest scoring player for the for mm-hmm. El Tri, El Tri, however you say it. And you have the, the Liga MX scoring leader all playing in MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's pull things back a little bit, guys. Kinda has not even played for his national team yet. Is he this good? Is he worth this much money? Is the league he's been playing in it the quality? Well, this much money. I thought we were just talking about how maybe this isn't yeah, that much money. Yeah, but still a, a, a good number. Well, and we'll see, I guess. For a, right? guy, for a guy that really has he proven himself. What? And hence the reason it's a... Right, well, right. If, but still. Even if it wasn't needed to balance the books and manipulate the numbers and play every advantage of the rules, it's still a smart thing to put a, make it as a loan. Oh, wait. Oh, I agree. But he's still going to get more money than Daniel Shawley, who was the leading scorer, granted, a season ago. Two seasons ago. Well, okay, yeah. right, whatever you want to call it. You know, more than he's, he's going to get paid a lot more than a lot of guys on the team. I mean, he should be making way more than Shalloway. <laughs> that was just an example. There are other people <laughs> on the roster. Gerso, for example. Well, he's not. We wouldn't, won't be making that much more than Gerso, will he? Not that much more. I, I, I think right. I would call those two comparable. Okay, but has Jerso earned it more so? In my mind, yes. Well, because we've been here and he's been here and we've been watching it. Exactly. So yeah, it's but still an outlay of money for somebody who is unproven. Yes, you're right, but you're going along the theory that doesn't work because you can't bring a player here and say, oh, we're oh, going to pay know. you a low I amount, know. I know. and then when you earn it, we're going to pay you more. I just you're you're probably asking a legitimate question. I just don't <laughs> like this idea that we spent the last three years sporting Kansas City Nation saying, Peter, spend money. Oh yeah. Bring oh, us yeah. players. The rest of the league is gonna start spending more and leave us behind. And then so when he when he spends a decent amount on a player, then we all then we have to just question is well you always have to question come on you know I that know, but... I know. yeah that's, we're, we are talking heads we have to have something to talk about <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> i think one of the big questions is if you look at like uh, atlanta and enter fort lauderdale they bring in like these 19 and 20 year old south americans for x million dollars that they hoped that are good and that they'll turn around and sell for more peter's yeah, bringing they're not in a, playing in the israeli league yeah well, they were playing in some not great leagues in South America also, some of them, okay? And some of them wasn't necessarily getting a ton of time yet. They might be com- supremely talented. Pedigree, we don't know. et cetera. But, okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm hoping that he turns out to be who I think he can be. But I, I still just can never get around the idea that the pe- the people identifying talent have done pretty well. And it's just, who who am I to question it? 
without even seeing anything. Obviously, they were not like hoping to get someone from the Israeli league. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, obviously, Kellen they thing worked out well. Though. Obviously, right. they saw this guy. <laughs> They identified this player, and they liked him for a reason. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. I mean, I like what I see, too, but... But... <laughs> it's just highlights, as you said earlier. And and we have to see how it compares. But you're not going to get the guy for nothing. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're not going to get the guy... Like, for what I would consider a really valid worth of... And then, you know, paying more later, it's not going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. It's Did. not going to happen to a guy in Czechoslovakia or wherever, whatever country is, Croatia, or... You know, you're not going to get a player that's got that much potential from this last year from any of those countries for a couple hundred thousand dollars and a IOU for if he turns out good. Well, no matter how you slice it, the happiest person about this whole deal is his agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see it in that picture, too. He's oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Proud of <laughs> Did Brian Bliss go to Israel to watch a game? God, I hope so. I know Perhaps. I always have these questions when when we find these players in, in corners around the world. I just I wonder. Obviously, you know, Peter and Gary didn't. You know, we watch all of these highlight videos, and I, I you know I wonder like how much of MLS scouting is. I mean, they the have their scouts out that, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, know. right. The South. Yeah, the South American. Yeah. And the, yeah. They well, have, no, they, they have a uh, scouts. They have a couple dedicated scouts in Europe. Right. Uh, one for like Eastern and one for like Western, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing the Western Europe probably is the guy who saw him. Yeah, because uh, Israeli league is part of UEFA because they can't be part of Middle East. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm guessing that they probably saw that. Um, and it's something that it's one of those things I have like some quotes and stuff. I want to try to piece together some article at some point. I just haven't had time. But um, the last time Peter was here, he talked about his the talent identification directors. And yeah. I, I noticed them last year were on the, they were on the list of people, uh, their associates, and then they disappeared. But one of them was Santiago Hersig, former sporting, right. former Wizards player. Um, and he's the one that brought in Polito. Uh, Santi was also listed as an agent for um, Almeida, the coach in San Jose at one point too. Mm. I don't know that he's, it's kind of one of those weird, like he's working for sporting, but he's also an agent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Peter actually talked about that in that some of the talent identification directors that he has, uh, some of them are more of a scout. Some of them are more of an agency that sporting has the first right of refusal on any of the players that come to hmm. MLS or maybe it's North America. I have a name of one of them that I think – I know who it is, but I've tried to do a bunch of research to see if he's part of this one agency. But if you look, the center back that they signed earlier this year, Roberto Puncic. 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 I'm not going to be good with names. I admit it. Anyway, the two guys that they just brought in signed from uh, Croatia for Sweat Park Rangers, Sporting 2. SKC 2. Are also same agency. Same country, different team. But same agency. I wonder if this one guy I know who's related to this all is part of that agency, and that's how they got both Punsik and the two guys for SKC2. SKC2 had another addition recently that we're going to talk about, but I, I want to hear what your midfield is. Well, that's not a tough question at all, Cody. Um. <laughs> for a guy we haven't even seen in practice yeah. yet. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's funny. Not funny, but 
funny as an odd, you mentioned a near, number of midfield players that, and you stopped at Ilié. There was no mention of Cousin, no mention of Hernandez, no mention of um, who else is in the midfield that you didn't mention, but you stopped with Ilié. You know, so yeah, what does this mean for the younger guys that are sitting there on the roster? Cameron Duke, for example, too. Well, yeah, that is that is a valid question. I'll work backwards. Cam Duke is nowhere near ready to play MLS. Oh, yeah. Okay. Unless it's a, a spot fill in for a few minutes kind of thing. Sure. Okay? Love the kid, and I think he's got a ton of potential. He needs to be, to be playing at Swell Park, sporting KC, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Felipe Hernandez was the guy on the roster that was the most like Roger. Yeah, that was the that's the guy um, the, the question's about, I think. But he's, what, still 21? Okay. At 21, Roger wasn't anywhere near Roger. Right. All right. In two years, Felipe Hernandez might be better than uh, Kenda. Who knows? Okay. He might be better than Roger. Well, I think you're all getting to the point that I, I wanted to make. Go ahead. That so, it, it might be hard to figure out if he is that guy if there's so many above him. But there's still all the playing time at Sporting KC, too. Right. I mean, he's he can get – it might even be better to have the guy above him because sometimes there's that trap of – I'm I'm not quite good enough to start at the top team, but I'm also the immediate backup at the top team, so I don't get to play for the second team. Sometimes, and that's why, like last year, they were rotating goalies a lot. You know, sometimes Dick was there, sometimes Zendejas was there. Um, when you're stuck with like all the injuries that they had last year, guys were sitting on the bench that shouldn't be starting, shouldn't be playing for MLS quite yet, or at least not significant minutes, but they weren't able to get time at Swell Park which then forced other guys at Swell Park to play differently too. Well, sorry, Cody, we took that a little different way. But um, no, to me, I think it spells the end for Kozain or very near the end for Kozain, in my opinion. Except Kozain's been basically playing a different spot. Yeah, but, I mean, the odd man out, you're going to pick one in that group of midfielders? That's who I'd pick. Except he plays a different spot. Well, what I'm saying is you get the flexibility of you got a Busio, okay, does he play? You've got Roger, you've got Ilya, you've got Felipe, you've got... Um, Felipe Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I see him as an odd man out. Because okay. I but, see those guys all rotating in at various times, depending on fatigue, depending right. on tactics, etc. Right. Right. I don't see Kuzain in that mix. The two guys in the front of the midfield, the slash 8, slash 10 kind of guys, are all the guys you just mentioned. Ilya plays a 6. And so does Felipe. Gutierrez. Which nobody wants to see him play a six. Yeah. Except uh, me once in a while. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think I don't think Vermees wants to have to play. He's glad he can play there, but I think he would always It makes it more him. likely now with this Kinda acquisition. It makes likely. it a little bit more likely, I will yeah. agree, but yeah. that is Kuzain's spot is the six area. He can play the other spots also. I mean, in fact he's done pretty well at it. But he's been kind of slotted as a, a six. So I don't and seeing all these other guys like you see that as the downfall for Kuzain. Well, maybe it is, but it's also a different spot. Yeah, time will tell. I mean, you could say that it's a downfall for a winger because Kenda could play wing or Busio can play wing. Well, now you're talking crazy. <laughs> Busio played wing for the U20s yeah, I know, I know. or U23s <laughs> the other day. U20. I wouldn't mind Busio on the wing. Actually, it might be a, a good spot for him. Um, but also, this Kenda could play there too because he's got oh, yeah. speed and dribbling. And so you're saying they're both cover for Shallowy if he falls on his face again? Is that what you're saying? That won't happen. <laughs> Little brother will rebound this year, or Kyrie's depth for that. Wow. Okay. Let's hope it didn't get that far. <laughs> Before we get out of here, Sporting KC two signed the academy kid, Kava Rad. K Rad. K Rad. Keep it simple. I like K Rad. He's got the. He's got a good nickname. 
He also he sounds like a keeper. Anytime a player has a cool name, I always think he should be a keeper. But you hate keepers, anyway. I do. They're like <laughs> You sure didn't talk that trash when Jimmy was here. <laughs> we talked for like an hour and forty minutes. I was I really did want to have that conversation, but next time we invite him in. I like you your discretion, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was because we took an hour and forty minutes to talk about different things. You didn't want to bring up the fact that you don't like keepers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's also, gonna listen to this and come back. Also, half the things, half the stories he was telling were about him getting in a fight or almost getting in a fight. So maybe I shouldn't provoke that. That's what I'm hoping for, man. I'm going for video at that point. My favorite thing is still a reeling Colin. Do you still love me? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's an awesome story. I like the Roger and Beckerman Beckerman, story. I don't know how true the one touch part of that was, but it was a good story. (laughs) There was. Okay, what about this K Rad? Yeah. Yes, K-Rad. He played, he played a ton of time last year for Swill Park when they were all the injuries and stuff. He's center back. He did well. At times, he played better than anybody else at center back, including guys who were, you know, like three, four, or five years older than him. He was one of the three academy kids that played a lot, a fair amount last year that I really wanted to see sign a contract, and so that's one down. Uh, I'd like to see Tucker Lepley and uh, Jake Davis also sign. All right, guys. I'm going to make a vow right now. This is my year to go to more SKC2 games. Hold, I, hold me to it. I will, hold me to it. I'll do that with you. We'll go to some games. I went to a game last year. <laughs> a game? <laughs> I, think, I think maybe two. I don't know. You know you can see them online too, right? Yeah, no, I, 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 know watched, that. I watched I know that. the online games. I did when there was nothing else on. But Felipe Hernandez, I think, is a uh, a sign of more of these signings to come. Because previously, I think a lot of the academy kids, they wanted a homegrown contract with sporting or they were done. They were going to college. Some of the guys that went to college, I, I, I think they're, they're done now because they went to college and they, they're getting lesser of a quality growth opportunity than they would have if they had been at Swell Park. But because Felipe Hernandez, instead of going to college, signed with Swell Park, played, and then got a homegrown contract with sporting, I think that's going to be a sign for more people to mm-hmm. to follow that path. The pipeline. Yeah. Okay, maybe definitely a topic for another podcast, but that's kind of what I was getting at with the whole midfield thing. We talk about youth being served, youth being served. I think but- Vermees would acknowledge that last year he did not use them as much as he was wanting to. Because going uh, the, at the beginning of the season, he stated that was an intention of his. Yeah, yeah but Lindsay's but injury didn't help either. And Lindsay was hurt that. for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, Kuzain was hurt for a good chunk of the year. There was there was actually uh, at least twice I know that they were seriously considering having Kuzain in the 11, or if not in the 11, the 18, and being a, a later sub for somebody else. And he got hurt. From, and then, from and then, training observations? Yeah. Perhaps. And then there's also, I think at the beginning of the season, he's envisioning putting one of them in at a time around all 10 other starters instead of right. having to throw one of them in next to another guy that's starting right. his first right. game next to another guy that's starting his first yeah and and that's Unless it's it, an open cup game in portland yeah which is a, actually a really good point cody is there's a lot of those young guys that if you put it if you take the the best starting 11 sporting has and you take one of them out and put in busio they play well mm-hmm. you take one of them out and put in felipe hernandez they play well but you put in three of them that's not that's not going to work against another good team in MLS. That's yeah. what's got to be. That's that's where the caution is. Once they get more time, they get more experience. I mean, quite honestly, I know some people are talking about uh, Lindsey, the f- 
two years ago that he was terrible. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He was pretty damn good. If you make at that Lindsey Busio and Graham Smith, I don't think it'd be too bad. But anyway. Why are you including Graham Smith in there? He's not in Academy. Because it works for what I wanted to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> that has spent so much time defending Graham Smith. He got offended by that one. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not hating on him either. Don't give me that face. <laughs> I'm ready to throw a microphone at Cody. Okay, so any other parting words here? Yes, when we say we're going to be more consistent, hopefully we're going to be more consistent. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's man. Sorry, I, I work for the Chiefs Radio Network. Like the last, it's the few, Chiefs fault. Damn it. The last few weeks, my life has has been quite busy. So, Chiefs, keep kicking ass, boys. One more, baby. I'm not. I'm. I can't even claim I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm rooting for them to win it. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. Join us at thebluetestament.com and leave us a comment. We will talk to you soon. Go Sporting. Woo. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and all comes off. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, one or gin. Anything to shake this foot I'm in. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun Yeah.